Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Makeover. I am very excited to be joined by Lucy Hitz, uh, Director of Content at Ally. Welcome, Lucy. Hi, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Did you like that intro music? Were you nodding your head a little bit? Yeah, I was. And, and <laughs> the whole, all the graphics, this is a well-oiled machine here. Oh, the production team is awesome. They put a ton of effort into it, so I'll let them know you said that. Um, now, today, we're going to spin this wheel, and we're going to pick a brand. I don't know who it is. They didn't tell you, did they? No. Okay. I was checking. No. So we they don't know who said, it is. What did they tell you? Oh, they said, it's not going to be a competitor. And I was like, great, good. Wink, wink. No, I'm just kidding. It won't <laughs> be a competitor. Um, and we're going to get to really, I think, dive into their strategy and kind of see. Um, obviously, I want us to try to find a positive angle while also identifying opportunities and being passionate about you know what we find. So with that being said, are you ready to uh, spin the wheel? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Oof. Ooh, where will we land? I know. Brand folder. Brand I've heard folder. it, but I don't know it. Do you know it? I do not know it. All right. Let's uh let's share my screen. So brand folder. The most usable digital asset management platform. Okay. Damn. All right, I'm curious. If we... Have you ever done that before? Have you ever gated the G2 thing? Mm -mm. No. Uh, it's the grid, though. Yeah. No, I haven't. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder. So do they not get access to that? I'm just out of curiosity. I'm not saying you can't gate things that people are going to get access to, but I'm just... See where they land on it. Yeah, number one. But they could click right here, right, and just see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What's so, your... I mean, maybe they want somebody who's at the phase where they're not so, so top of funnel, where they're more in that decision-making phase and they want to weed out the rest. Yeah. I have a question for you. Have you, what's your take on gating stuff? Have you found that like gating reports is an effective strategy in 2021? You know, I think if you have the right software in place, you don't need to do that because you can understand the customer journey in a different way. But I mean, someone filling out a form, even if it's a really short form or you understanding what they've clicked on and the content that they've consumed to get where they are is, you know, like invaluable. So yeah. I just think the the fewer gates so to speak, you can put between people and your content, um, the better. No, I totally agree. And I think with the technology, and they actually have that technology, right? Like, you'll notice high directive. So they actually have a pretty good tech stack, in my opinion. Right. And then right. how much does it cost? I like to see if they give us, this is actually great. I haven't seen someone do a playbook like this. Ah, they still don't actually give me the quote. What's your take yeah. on that? Do you feel like you have to give someone a quote with kind of, frankly, what feels like a product-led growth? company like this i think it kind of depends on what segment you're going after and who the buyer is so you know at at ally our buyer is someone really at the top of the food chain so to speak it's someone in the executive 
sweet. Like that's who at the end of the day, um, we need to be really um, invested in championing the product. But yeah. if it's, if your buyer is a little less advanced, it's going to be a, a smaller ticket item, then yeah. I think that you should be able to answer that question in a chat bot. Yeah. I actually think there is something unique here that I think we should call out because I actually haven't seen anyone do their low plan as premium. I think that's yeah. actually really clever. Like there's no marginalization of their market positioning, right? Like premium service, public and private controls. Like they're, they made, they named it premium and premiums as low as they go. I actually yeah. freaking love that. I haven't seen anyone do that. Have you? Um, let me, you know, I want to, you know what I mean? That. Like premium and enterprise, but yeah. like actually like premium, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking because I used to work at Sprout Social and we had three plans when I was there. I don't know if they've since changed their, um, yeah, so standard professional and advanced. Yeah, so we didn't have that. Um, yeah, you see what I mean? Like they only yeah, go professional yeah. enterprise or whatever. And I just yeah. think that's such a clever upmarket positioning that actually goes against the tide right now. Because everyone else, right, is kind of doing this PLG, like freemium. Like, because you could theoretically totally do freemium with brand folder, right? Like you could probably upload 100 images, categorize them. But by the time you got past X amount of memory, or X amount of imagery, kind of like Slack, right? Like Slack does usage-based pricing to right. trigger. Um, I find that interesting though, because if you think about this product, it's competing with Google Drive, Dropbox, Box, all these very affordable solutions. I'm not saying they're good solutions, by the way, but very right. affordable. Um, do you, like, how do you feel like you would position something like this? Because I think it's very creative and it looks like we're having to position ourselves um, differently than just being like a Dropbox or like they're not saying they're cloud security. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other the other probably big competitor here is Highspot. Um, yep. Because, Sales enablement type tools. And they're right. also going to brand management instead of content. See how it's like brand management? Like I think they're doing yeah. a really good job of creating their own reason for why they exist, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's a tough thing because it's in such a crowded marketplace. And we, we're even seeing this for a company like Ally or, for, you know, where it's like hybrid work, right? Just to use that as a topic area where yeah. that, that umbrella covers so many things and it has been used so many times in the last yeah. couple of years that it's, it almost renders itself meaningless. So it's like, what's that chunk? What's that, you know, meaty piece? <laughs> terrible terrible way of saying that that no. is that makes someone click through and say wow okay no that's specifically what i need and i can't get that from you know x y and z giants that also offer a similar thing no i told you what you're saying i just genuinely really like what they're doing it feels like everything they're doing they're trying to have their own perspective on like i haven't seen someone's yeah. menu look like this when it comes yeah. to products where you're like okay you're right i kind of do want some uh workflow or i do want edit and convert what do you do for edit and convert i feel like they just do a really good job of explaining why they exist when it seems as if you don't need them, I think subconsciously. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think also getting specific about what all the features are. So yeah. really getting pretty granular here 
you know, under edit and convert, for example, about specifically what that's going to mean. And, and, yeah, you know, like jobs squares below. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think they need to do that to differentiate in this space too, um, because this is likely going to be a buy that you're going to have to bring your designer into maybe, or like your entire oh, creative it's... team, you're going to have to bring in your demand gen team or your lead gen team or whatever you're calling that these days at your organization, your growth team. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to have questions that are very specific. You know, each of those teams are going to have those very granular nitty gritty questions that then can throw a hiccup, I think, in the sales process a little later. And they're, yep. beat, they're beating that up front here. No, they really are. And I, I, they actually have a massive feature set, like templating, Adobe plugin. Like, I, I'm actually, this is like, if I ever need a tool, I'm going to check them out because I genuinely think they do such a phenomenal job, like with their product marketing. This is going to be one of my favorite examples to use now because I, I can really see it there. Now, let's go into kind of maybe your world, a little bit of content and, and see what you think about what they're doing. Does that sound good? Yeah. So, oh, once again, see what I mean? Like this is their own little sub menu that they built natively, no drop down. Like this little UI stuff and UX stuff is really clever. I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, schedule a demo, attend a digital event, visit our knowledge base. So it's like, hey, you ready to actually talk? You've kind of scrolled through our site a little bit. You understand what you'd be getting with us. You're ready to have a conversation. Or hey, you're you're nowhere near that right now. But we need to educate you. You're very top of funnel. We need to bring you down, and then visit our knowledge base. Okay you it's almost that mid funnel motion of okay i'm not quite there yet but i'm I'm ready to read some articles and maybe share some things you know in my internal slack channel to get people into this no i love that and the other thing i really enjoy is notice this overview video so i think the hypothesis that they are executing upon so well is that all moments they're bridging the gap between informational intent and purchase intent and i just yeah. think that's brilliant because most people wouldn't put an overview video here. They would have like some keynote from a previous conference here, which once right. again would create a dissonance between the reason you wrote the content, which is getting someone to start with your product and how they're, oh my God, even like see how this is like uh, has a shadow. Yeah. Like this little stuff, like very, very clever little things I'm picking up that they're doing that I haven't seen people do like overview video when you're normally going to get resources and guides. Yeah, I love that. Do you see what I'm that. saying? Yeah, so what clever. Happens when you, what happens when you click on getting start, get started up there on that purple? Oh, yeah, let's check out that button. flow real quick. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, gonna, so yeah. that's their demo. Yeah. Okay. Enrichment, multiple testimonials. Uh, yeah. I love that there's no fluff. I do yeah. have a suggestion here for them, though. Check this out. What if we did this? 29 minutes, one world-class conversation, and a, uh, and a quote. Yeah, I think the specificity there is really important. That's where you see also so many um, good results for outbound, even just for sales reps, right? Instead of like, hey, book a call with me today. Like, hey here's 12 minutes. Like, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get X, Y, and Z. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just think what they're not doing here is what I call selling the next step. Yeah. And so yeah. they got to sell. It's a 29 minute demo. 
with a world-class engineer, sales engineer, product person, and a quote. I think at the end of the day, I can't get price on your website. So I would say the primary driver right now at this stage as a buyer is how much do you cost and can I see your product? Because they actually, you know, I do think for how much I like their product marketing, I, I don't fully get to see it. I think they do a good job showing it, but it's not, it could be slightly better. I think with larger product shots, yeah. um, it's tech I think heavy. I want, heavy for sure. No, hundred percent. What is your brand for? Okay. This is your sign in. Okay. I think too, the, there could be some personalization on this page. So I think, you know, we're going to give you, we'll have this quick call. You're going to get a quote. Um, you know, you're going to get to talk to a sales engineer, but also, yep. you know, maybe we're going to deliver to you a, a personalized piece of content. And that can look like anything, you know, that can look like an edit, like internally in terms of what you provide the rep with. That can look yep. like a, you know, editable PDF where it's like, here's your top three problems. Rep puts those in and then, you know, a recommendation spits itself out, out and they, they deliver it at that call. Um, no. I'm right there with you. I mean, you can see us trying to test these concepts ourselves. Like see how, so they have enrichment in their chat, but then they don't enrich the form. So yeah. they could have right here said directive comma C brand folder in action. When we right. did that, I believe we got 130% increase in conversion rates on yeah. this page. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they don't seem to have a different live chat playbook here. If you'll notice, see how yeah. it hasn't triggered a new playbook. Um, yeah. So I think they have some opportunities for sure. I would also um, take this menu if I were them at this stage and just, it's got to go. So I would take this like this. Now I got rid of my exit points, as you'll see. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I would also remove <laughs> <laughs> that. So now I have a much more concise focus, let's say. And I would also remove this so now everyone can get started on my page and then instead of get started i would be like want to chat instead and then that would pull up my live chat see what i'm saying yeah yep and i think to testing those i think it's all about the testing also right like seeing does that cannibalize away does that cannibalize from you know someone filling out this form and at the end of the day, also, how do each of those convert down the funnel? Like down what funnel, kind of, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's look at their blog. Do you feel like blogs now have a huge place in your strategy or not so much? Yeah, I, they do. But I think um, your distribution, it's all about the distribution channels. So I think you could have the best blog content in the world. But if you're social and you're, you know, news monthly newsletter for customers and or for leads and your all of those pieces aren't in place it's kind of like screaming into the void and yeah. um kind of a wasted effort but i do think also um that you know as i think about where we're going with our blog content ally for me it's like these two very specific different strategies and one is seo so how do we own certain terms that we want to rank for but also make sure that they're quality because sometimes that's someone's first visit to you. And if they feel like there's no authority there, especially with the level of decision maker we're trying to get in the room, then yep. they're not going to come back. 
ever. Um, so there's like that piece, but then I think you also need to, on the blog, um, balance it with the voice and building the brands of the different people in your company. So your executive suite and um, kind of making sure the experts in your organization are the ones whose voices and stories you're telling as opposed to the kind of voice of the brand. No, I love to hear that. I think you're spot on. I like to always say, yeah, it's one thing that's great that you rank. Are people more likely to hire you though after they read it or less? Right. And I, I think that's such a critical part. I do like their content though. I actually think like the creative here, the strategy, is, yes. it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. That's strong. And you know, as someone who has been guilty of this in the past, I think there is this, there's this drive often to get a lot up. Um, and then, you know, the imagery isn't what it needs to be. And the Relax. quality of the images isn't what it needs to be. And again, that may be someone's first and last visit to your blog. Um, so moment. for me, even that yeah. checklist graphic is really beautiful. The one I think I forget. On the previous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on the was, previous. It's right like they thick, spent yeah. time on that, you know, yeah. and it looks good. And someone may even screenshot that and share it on social or share it with a team member. And then you've, you're creating this, I don't know, for lack of a better word, megaphone that, um, whoever the visitor is, is bringing to their organization. No, I love that. I actually think they do a great job too here with their solutions content, right? These are the re like the roles they yeah. exist for. And I'm yeah. sure they can tell, let's see, like, let's see what they tell the CMO. Understand your assets, grow the brand. I'm just curious, like what their tagline is for each, right? Yeah. Protect your brand. Okay. And then creatives. Hey, can you send me our logo? Uh, That's a good one. Great voice of customer there. Right? Yeah. Streamline your team's creative process for creative ops. And then marketers, all your digital brand content in one location. Yeah, they do a really, they do a really good, like, honestly, this is one of the best SaaS marketing makeovers I've ever done. And I, you know, I'll, I'll tell people, I think, my genuine opinions and hopefully provide good ideas for them. But uh, this is really, really tight. Let's look at client stories. We haven't looked there yet. You know what, though, I'd love to see through each of yeah. those persona pages is the same. Like, you'll notice the one that we both were like, yes, yes, was the... Um, hey, can you send Thank me your you. logo? I would love if each one of them replicated that, you know? So for the CMO, that would be like the board, like the head, the maybe your board director of your board or something. What are they going to say? Maybe like, um, hey, can I see that deck? Hey, is your board deck ready? Uh, or for the brand manager, maybe it's like... Um, is this on brand? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Or like, how's that brand, how's the redesign going or something? Um, yeah. And I think that's Everyone a really interesting... Using that new brand guide, right? Right, exactly. You read the brand guide, right? <laughs> yeah. I, no, I think I, that would be a cool approach here. I totally agree. And I think they created a lot of resonance. I also think the page that I liked the most had um, some stats and we don't see those on this one. For example, so notice brand managers and then notice uh, marketers. Right. See this? I think the, and then you get to the quotes. Uh, yeah. I think this is actually really clean. And this, I think they just have different yeah. layouts for different ones I'm noticing. Yeah. See? Um, and you know, who, know, who knows what they're testing here too? This may be totally intentional right. and they're, actually testing voice of customer on this one with the question and seeing how that performs, you know, against something else. So. No, I love that. 
I do also really like the uh, the chat bot that has your like create your own journey. We'll talk about it in a second. But like here, watch. See how it has like create your own. Uh, it won't let me now. But it had like the four options. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a really uh, clever way of doing it. Now, yeah. I don't love this page. I'm going to be completely honest. I think their design has done really, really well until I got to this page. And I would argue this is a very important page for them. I don't understand this weird it's not really on brand actually ironically if you look at like the rest like watch this see how the rest of the site that we came from operates on a hero layout Mm -hmm. like literally everything else yeah this has a weird custom thing but i actually kind of liked it because i thought it was such a uh, clever way of doing like a massive feature set but this isn't good it's not right yeah i think it could just be shorter like that, just that line could be just short. Is this their, this is their client stories, right? I think this could just yeah. be straight to the point of um, see our work in action, you know, or something to that effect yeah. or, you know, because something, like, you really, like something aspirational, like brand visionaries around the globe, choose brand folder. Um, Something like that. Right. I can make it a little better. Shortened to the point. Um, And then I think below the fold, like I think it would be cool to have, I know, you know, right down here we get all the client stories, but I kind of think it would be cool to get a couple above the fold. Um, You know, I know they're, this is probably the one they want to feature. It's probably their newest or most, most compelling story. Um, yeah, but why not, yeah, bring also, that, why not bring that layout here? See this layout they have where you can, I would reverse it to go left, right, but why not bring a video and get yeah. people to click in? Like, I just yeah. think this is that I don't understand this. Set. Like, the rest of their website I thought's been brilliant. I actually love the cop, the copy here. There's no sugarcoating Russell Stover's success in brand folder. Like, the copy's really phenomenal. They need a layout too, though, so you could filter by persona or industry or use yeah. case, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. what were you saying? Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, yeah, I agree. There needs to be some kind of, you know, search or filter functionality. But I was going to say with the the robust product set, just to go back to the feature set that they highlight where you can see in such granularity everything that they um, yeah. offer, I, I'm of two minds with that because I think I... I think sometimes you really just want to know specifically what can I get with this and does it have the specific feature I'm looking for? And that's going to be the differentiator between me going with you or another platform. But I also think um, it can be overwhelming and a bit too much. And what if you instead, you know, made someone click through on organization and curation, for example, and then they got that once they got there. And again, they may have tested this and found there's just a huge cliff drop off, but that people are more likely to click through when they see all the features outlined there and they can recognize what they, they want. Um, But. No, I completely agree with you. I think the other gap that I would maybe pursue is I think they do actually a really crummy job. I'm now realizing of getting you to this in their menu. So here's what I mean by that. Yeah. When I go to product, there's see how it has organization and curation? Mm-hmm. That doesn't actually exist. 
-hmm. So you have to yeah. review all features, which gets you here. Yeah. I think they should just add features into their menu and yeah. then you can make this into a mega menu where yeah. if you hovered over ingesting and storing, you could then see the different things. And then what, as a content person myself, what I would do then is I would turn FTP ingest into a actual page. And then I could, yeah. this could all turn into my SEO strategy around purchase intent. Yeah. You could also do what, like, I think drift does this, like there's sort of the split menu where it would go under products and on the left side, it's like, here's the value. Here's the things we solve, like creative workflow, template, blah, blah, blah. Or on the right side, you could go, there's like the feature set, the full feature set. And so you kind of yeah. choose your own adventure. If you're top of funnel and you're like really unclear, what does brand folder do? You can click on those things on the left, but in the same experience you're being given, ac given access to, here are the high level feature sets we offer. And then they click in and they understand, they learn more about each of those feature sets. No, I totally agree because their features is actually their product page, which ironically isn't their products. Right. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So like now brand yeah. intelligence is going to operate on this product subfolder, yet there's no way to get to brand intelligence from product. Yeah. I think sometimes what can happen, um, very unique, especially in growing companies and, you know, fast growing companies is sometimes there can be this tension between product and product marketing and the market and then like brand marketing quote unquote proper. And so, it's like product and product marketing is so excited about the features they're shipping and how they're differentiators and how they've talked to clients about why these are the most important features they have chosen to, to, to invest, invest. in. Yeah. Um, and then marketing, you know, brand marketing, I don't know why I'm putting in quotations, brand marketing um, is like, okay, but, but we just need to kind of clean it up and make it a story. And then, you know, that's the story people are going to understand and remember. And then once we've sold them on that story, then we get them into the feature set. And so there's this tension that can happen um, that when not resolved can lead to, you know, some kind of wonkiness on the site. Yeah, there's gaps in what yeah. the user experience is. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I think the other thing that's important is like, we're not maybe doing our SEO as best we could. I think we might want to add the word like software. So we're brand intelligence software. We're not brand intelligence, yeah. um, which is fine to put right here. I don't think you have to put the word software, but in our title tag, just for Google, you know, I would probably recommend it. Right. But I actually like these product pages, right? They have a video above the fold, which is killer. I, I yeah. think the product marketing is really nice here. Yeah. No, the imagery and how it's laid out here is really beautiful and, and has to be because when you think about who's going to buy this, yeah. they need to see that really compelling visual element. And, and it's there, it's there on the stage, you know? So I think it's more of almost like a taxonomy issue um, and a kind of like editing down issue than that, what is there is not good. I think it is. I think it just needs to be reset. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think we're on the same page. Yeah. This is actually kind of cool too. Their little uh, community that they have. Oh, this is cool. So article. So is this like their resource hub? Yeah, it's no, it's a like, it's a community. So it's kind of like, this is where they do their events. And I think mm. they also have their tools. Their so free tools. Yeah. Let's you, they got a bunch of free tools in here. 
They might want to think through the taxonomy of how they organize all their content, though, because I think to your point, there's a disconnect between um, their resources and then Workbench. And then um, what I'm realizing is their brand collective. Right. So you see how you have brand collective, Workbench, and then resources. We might want to figure out how to unify those three content silos because that's accidentally what we're creating. Right. So we have this cool tools yeah. thing. I think everything right. should just lead yeah. to the this should just lead to the brand collective, and that should be. Um, yeah. Resources should live in the brand collective. Same with the workbench, yeah. and we might not yeah. want to call it. Not that there's anything against the word workbench, but the the common human doesn't know that that's what that is. So we might actually want to maybe, since this isn't monetizing anything for us, we might just want to call it tools. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Then everyone knows, oh, here's all, or we call it even free tools, right? Since we have a yeah. premium brand, but. Yeah. Yeah. And then also it could, then it probably would start ranking more um, because free tools will, will rank. Oh yeah. Auto tag images. So this yeah, is. This is um, yeah. This is awesome. I mean, yeah. And I think too, this is, one of those situations where it may be that they've built this really incredible hub and they're trying yeah. to figure out how do we integrate that with what we've already got going on. And that's no, no small task, you know, because if you've linked to anything from the blog anywhere, now you're going to have to redirect everything to make sure no one hits a 404 oh, page yeah. or Hang you're going to have to like, yeah, you're going to have to make your 404 page linked to the collective and all that. But, um, yeah, that brand collective is really cool. I'm going to check that out myself. Yeah, I mean, hand up. I'm guilty of this, right? I think Brian and I have been working on trying to redistribute our community, right? So like all our content's in one place. But it's really yeah. hard because you have this yeah. blog that you used to have, and now you built this resource hub, and then you started this Slack group called Society. Yeah. How do you tell yeah. all three together? Oh, yeah, and then there's live shows, right? So yeah. Like, it, it becomes quite difficult. But Lucy. You're now the CMO of Brandfuller. I'm sorry, Ally, but congratulations on the promotion. It's pretty cool, Lucy. Um, Thank you what so are the much. first three things you're going to do uh, in the first 90 days at Brandfolder, uh, based off this extensive uh, 30 minutes? <laughs> um, I am going to make Brand Collective. And again, I haven't, this is my first time here at Brandfolder. So if y'all are already doing this, I'm sorry. Um, I would make brand collective the heart and soul of um, what we promote from a content level. So just like directing everything there and making sure that um, we, you know, have everything backlinked to there and we've just folded it all in there. So we create a really cohesive content experience for whoever is visiting us. Um, I would do a social check uh, to make sure everything um, like our social channels and the content that we're promoting there is what it needs to be um, and understand where we're directing folks from social and just what our social strategy is. I'm a huge believer in social as um, a driver of, you know, multi-level, uh, yeah. multi-level marketing strategy. Yeah. And then um, the third thing I would do is build those relationships with, yeah. Um, the product marketing and brand marketing and all the different marketing cohorts to make sure I understand um, all the perspectives and that we can um, tell a story on the site. Yeah, create a unified also, experience for the customer. Right. Right? 
right. isn't easy to see the silos between product and content and brand or whatever. Right. Yeah. I love yeah. that, Lucy. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for being on the Thank show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having and, me. Uh, of course. If anyone wants to follow along, Lucy, with your journey, uh, what's the best way for them to kind of follow you? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me at LL Hits on Twitter, where I'm tweeting about usually like my baby and marketing um, and yoga. So if those are things you're interested in, that would be a good follow for you. I love it. Well, thank you yeah. so much for being on the show. Very excited to have you here. And that, everyone, is a SaaS marketing makeover. And thank you so much for to Brandfolder uh, for being our muse. So thanks, everybody. Thank you.